0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.
1: That's a happy place in there, that locker room right now, but I've got something to talk to you all about. I'm kidding. You're smiling on you, okay? Now, which one's up? Let me get everybody's score, your predictions here. I want everybody's out of here. So, one of them. Where's Clarence? <laughs> no, I'm teasing you guys. It's a great feeling, obviously one that uh, uh, this team, our staff, our fans uh, really needed to uh, have a win against the team last year that uh, got an outstanding quarterback, got outstanding players, and Super Bowl team. So. Uh, uh, hats off! Uh, can't say enough about uh, Cooper Rush. Uh, can't say enough about how our offensive line uh, uh, executed, gave him enough uh, 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 time on throwing situations, and did a heck of a job in the running game. Too. They got a good defensive front. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them cowboys? Yeah! How about
2: them cowboys? Indeed. Never a doubt, Cowboys Nation. Right? Never a doubt. That the Cowboys would pull this thing off at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. 20 to 17 is the final as Brett Maher snuck one in right at the end. Cooper Rush leads the team to victory and all is well again in Cowboys Nation. Everything's gonna be fine, guys. I don't know if you could see me on YouTube. I know you can, John and Todd. I've got the finish the fight shirt. I brought it out. It's time. We're going on a run this year. I'm excited for it. We'll break this uh, game down for everyone watching it and listening uh, on this episode of About Them Cowboys. I'm Kent Producing. Kevin is at the Red Hot Chili uh, Anthony Kiedis' concert, uh, but we do have some words from him we will share. And I'm joined by two guys at the game covering it for The Athletic. We've got Father John Mashoda and Saad Yusuf. Boys, how we doing? That must have been one to witness, John.
3: No, absolutely. I I think the big thing was just the way Cooper Rush started this game. I don't I don't think anybody expected that. In fact, probably the most optimistic person outside of Cooper Rush's family is probably Jerry Jones, and he even told me after the game that he didn't expect him to play as well as he did. And now, of course, that was early on in the game. Uh, You know, he didn't play as well in the the second half, but he did enough in the second half. He did enough to get him in field goal range. Uh, So, considering where the Cowboys were entering this game seven point underdog to, to win this game is, is something we certainly didn't see coming. But it's just it's huge for the morale boost for the rest of the team. Uh, not only does it show you that you can win without Dak Prescott, but it shows you that you can beat a good opponent, which is something that they haven't done in a while uh, at AT&T Stadium. And so that was big. Um, the defense, I mean, particularly Micah Parsons, Dorrance Armstrong, they, they were outstanding on getting pressure early. Now, there was the 19-play drive that where Cincinnati just marched down the field to tie the game with a little under four minutes remaining. But when they got back out there and they needed to get a stop, they got a stop. Uh, so they deserve a lot of credit, too. I mean, that's how this team's going to have to win games until Dak gets back. It's going to have to be with the defense coming up with big stops. And they did late. They came up with the most important one. And then Cooper Rush and, and, and C.D. Lamb and Noah Brown and those guys did enough to get Maher in field goal range. And Maher was like, he, you know, he stepped up and he was like, I know Kent doesn't think I'm going to make this. And he walked out there and he made it.
4: Yeah. And, you know, to piggyback on John's point um, on on two things. One, John mentioned how Cooper Rush started the game. I, I'll go as far as to say the way that Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore started the game. To go for it on that fourth and two, I think was really big. It sent a it sent a message for sure. It's something that, you know, they were all talking about after the game in the locker room as well. Jerry mentioned it. Uh, Cooper mentioned it in the post game. Um, I thought that was really big. And then also, you know, the way that Kellen was finally using uh Tony Pollard, it wasn't gimmicky this time. It was, it was shovel, shovel, pass out or hand it off to him, let him run. Um It was, it, it wasn't all this gimmicky stuff that they tried to do in the first game to get Tony Pollard involved. So those are the two things for, for me, the way that it started and the way that en- the game ended uh to John's point about that defensive stop that they got, man, Micah Parsons, I, w- I was talking to him after the game and, and he was asked about that tackle and he was like, he had to look three times to make sure that was Trayvon Diggs that <laughs> had that tackle. He said, he, he said they were all talking on the sideline that that's the hardest uh, they've ever seen Trayvon Diggs tackle in their life. So, um so it was, it was like, you know, from, from those two points, the beginning and the end, I think that's kind of what it comes down to is uh, the way that they set the tone early and then the way that they finished.
3: And, and to Saad's point, that's probably why that play was called by Cincinnati. It was basically, like, hey, we're going to throw it in the flat. If, you don't get, if you're not in position to just cleanly get the first down, you're going to you're gonna have to make a guy miss, and it's, and it's going to be Trayvon Diggs. So You've got to make that guy miss, and, and he couldn't. And Trayvon came up with one of the biggest plays that we saw here today. One thing I want to touch on before we change the subject here, though, <laughs> sitting in that postgame uh, press conference with Cooper Rush, there is no way that you would know if the Cowboys won or lost that game. I mean, there is very little emotion. At one point, he was asked, are you excited? Like, are you happy about this? And he, and he laughed real quick and he said that he was, but like, it just, it's, it's so, it's so crazy to think that he can say so even keel when really the Cowboys have called on him now twice to be the starter for them in the last year, both big games, both against good opponents. And he's come out with two wins. I mean, this is a guy that uh, he, I don't know. He's making them look smart for not going out of their way to go and trade for a quarterback or to, or, or to, uh, make another move in the offseason. What he's done when he's been given the opportunities has been able to win big games. And that's all you ask for, for a quarterback. I mean, I understand that people might want bigger numbers in that, but to win the two games he's won so far as the Cowboys starter, I don't know how you can ask for anything more than that.
2: Yeah. That's just part of his personality. I think that's, that's something great to have in a backup quarterback is somebody that really just stays even keel. You, you kind of know what you're going to get personality wise. He, he doesn't seem to really get flustered out there. he, he keeps his head on his shoulders. He kind of always has the same will about him on the field, whether they're down or, or whether they're ahead. And I think people respect that in the, in the huddle. They really, you know, kind of see him as a leader. And this, this guy's won, like you said, John, two games for him now. I mean, uh, they can trust that Cooper Rush can get the job done. It's a sentence I never thought I would say, but he's certainly earned that trust with his teammates at this point. Um, let's play KT's reaction hey, to hey, the Hey, yeah.
3: one more thing I just want okay. to ask about him. It's also very clear watching this game how much him and Noah Brown have played mm. together. It, you can just tell right from the beginning of this game they were on the same page. That's because these are guys that are typically not first-team guys. They're used to getting a lot of reps together, and I just thought that that was extremely obvious from really the first series all the way through this game. But, yeah, go on. Sorry about that.
2: No, I, I think you're absolutely right in that. The way they scripted that for the first 15, I thought was great. Uh, You know, having Cooper just spread the ball around, getting Tony Pollard involved, getting Zeke involved, you had CD involved early. You had the touchdown to Noah Brown. Uh, you had a you know short pass to Dalton Schultz that was a nine yard gain. So you really did see them getting a rhythm early, and they never really got out of the rhythm until until the end. And then the defense stepped up to the plate and and shut them down. So let's play Kevin KT Turner's reaction to the game and uh see what yours reaction to. His reaction is,
5: Woo! <laughs> can you believe I tried to tell everyone that Jonathan Garabay was important? <laughs> Brett money Maher in the house. Anytime you need him, you call on him. Never a doubt. It's so strange. That game had this weird, strange feeling really about when it was 17-3, to and then from then on, you're kind of like, yeah, at what point is this going to be a heartbreaking loss? And they were able to string it together. And I want to just send a special shout-out to a man who was questioned and criticized all week by many in the media, and maybe rightly so, Trayvon Diggs, a huge tackle on third down to give the Cowboys the ball back one last time. He was the guy to step up. Huge day for Micah Parsons. I don't have to say that. We say that every week. But that was the play, to me, that is really emblematic of what that game was. Here we are. We have a guy here who's taking a lot of heat, and he doesn't point fingers. He doesn't try to push off uh, responsibility on anyone else. He just makes a play, gets you the ball back, and then what can we say? Cooper Rush, you got to ride the hot hand. So, Dak, take your time healing that thumb. The hot hand theory is wide open. Cooper Rush, the quarterback of the future for your Dallas Cowboys. I'm kidding, but I'm not. And now I can't wait for Monday night because we were talking last week in doomsday scenarios about how many games do the Cowboys need to win? Uh, How can they keep their head above water? doesn't even matter. Are they like Jack from the Titanic on the door? She's there on the door, and then – that he freezes. Sorry, that analogy didn't go as well as I wanted it to. <laughs> the point is, get this one against the Giants, the 2-0 division leading Giants. Maybe you sneak one out against the Washington Commanders who look really bad. Now, I've got a chance to really kind of stay in the mix here. So, couldn't be more pleased with that. Could not have expected that. And here we are. I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Uh, great job in the locker room tonight, John. I thought you crushed it. See ya.
3: One <laughs> one thing I'll say about that is, you know, we were talking on the on the preview show about this how he was saying, you know, they're a 7 point underdog and how that, you know, was such an easy bet. And I said, that's the type of thing that whenever you think something's going to go one way, it always, not always, but it often seems to not be the case when it comes to sports gambling and this is a perfect example of why you don't bet on sports. But no, um I agree with them on the Trayvon Diggs. You know, yeah, did he give up some catches? Yeah, absolutely. Um but to make that tackle late uh, no, I mean, there was no bigger play. So to continue to get that, they have to be thrilled with that. Uh, KT says the thing about New York, you go into that game, Monday night football, you literally have already had a guy that won on Sunday night football. He just beat the Bengals at home in a game that they didn't expect the Cowboys to win. Uh, or we didn't expect the Cowboys to win. Most didn't expect the Cowboys to win. So I don't think there's any question that Cooper Rush can go into New York and, and beat the Giants. And if that was to happen, and they get to 2 and one with where with, what they look like after the Tampa Bay game, that's that's stunning to me.
4: Yeah, and real quick, I, I just want to point out one, I think, play that's going to fly under the radar as the conversation for this game goes on, and that play is Kevontae Turpin's punt return right before the half because that got three points on the board for the Cowboys, and at the time it was a 14-3 game, and it looked like, okay, you, it might just be a cushion. But that ended up being the difference in the game. It was three points. Cavante Turpin who we we did kind of bag and we kind of scoffed scoffed at after last game saying, "Oh, preseason's not regular season and and all that." And it's all true, but Cavante Turpin's punt return there to set up that set up that field goal for Maher um, right before the half was a really big play.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I just like the approach on offense. I feel like this goes to show when you have a defense that can keep you in a game, you can, it really just changes everything. I mean, when you have a quarterback that can't sling the ball, it's not going to put up 35, 42 points. Uh, it really opens up so much in terms of winning ball games. When you have a defense that can sack Joe Burrow as many times as they did. I mean, freaking Micah Parsons just absolutely ate Lyle Collins lunch in this game. And it's coincidental that he, he ate corn for lunch, but, uh, that's a that's a joke for but, four people. Uh, but I mean, he absolutely just dominated this game. It seems like the entire defense doesn't have a weakness. <laughs> I mean, it's like the linebacker core is playing really strong. Leighton Vander Esch had a lot of nice tackles in this game. The secondary stood up to the plate. This defensive line is really disruptive. I mean, it just totally changes everything when you lose your quarterback.
4: Yeah, real quick, you know, and I asked I asked my, I asked Micah about Lyle. And, you know, first he, he kind of laughed and was like, yeah, that's my big brother. He taught me so much, all this stuff. And then I kind of asked him, I was like, man, like, you know, you were getting Lyle to false start there a little bit. And he laughed and he was like, yeah, that's definitely bragging rights. Like that's something that he definitely, uh, you know, counts just as much as, as the sacks, like, you know, to get, uh, you know, especially cause it's Lyle who he knows, but to get the uh, other teams tackled a false start, that's a, that's a thing that Micah takes pride in. And,
3: and you know what, Hey, you're talking about Lyle, Cowboys offensive line played a lot better than I was expecting. Yeah, Um, we really didn't. There weren't many times where you really looked at them like, man, what is this group doing? Uh, Which after the first week and considering what they have uh, with the injuries, that's that's kind of surprising. So that was that was big too. Uh, Absolutely, Micah crazy. I mean, he's on pace right now for 34 sacks. I mean, it's just insane. Uh, As long as he's healthy, I mean, he's going to be right in that mix for defensive player of the year. I mean, there's just not really an answer for him because he can just line up in so many different spots. Kent, I'm glad that you mentioned Leighton Vanderesh. Absolutely, one of the best games I've seen him play in a while. Uh, Sam Williams had some had some nice plays. Dante Fowler, uh, Quinton Bohanna. Uh, I mean, there just there were a lot of guys in that defense. I mean, Anthony Barr. Had, I mean, he had he had the one what led to their first field goal that late hit on Joe Burrow. You'd like to get not have that, but he made some. He had some pretty big plays in there too. So when you think of who this team didn't have going into this game, Dak Prescott. Connor McGovern, J. Ryan curse, you know, they, they were able to fill in those spots pretty nicely. And then on top of it, you got a chance that there's a real possibility that you might be able to get Michael, Michael Gallup back, uh, this week. And so if that happens, then you really open things up. I asked CD, what would that, what could that be? If he's able to play against New York, he goes, that guy comes out here. That's hundred yards and a touchdown right there. So I don't know if he's going to be that ready. I asked Jerry about it after the game. He was a little hesitant to say, uh, because he 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 looked at it from a gamesmanship standpoint, which to me told me that there was a legitimate shot of him playing, of Michael Gallup playing uh, against the Giants, and so now you add that into the mix mm. with what we've seen from Noah Brown. Obviously, you have C.D. Lamb. Now you're starting to you know have a solid receiving core to go around everything. Uh, you know, Tony Pollard obviously had a big play. Zeke ran pretty hard when he had openings. So uh, you know, there's some pieces to work with here. Not a lot. I didn't get an update about Dalton Schultz. I know, I know you guys saw he had. Looked like he banged up his right knee, but he never went to the medical tent. He went back in the game. Then he pulled himself off the field. But again, once he pulled himself off the field, it wasn't like the typical injury thing where you go meet with one of the athletic trainers. He just went to the sideline, let the next guy go in, and, and and he didn't get any medical attention. So I'm, I'm sure he's dinged up a little bit, but it didn't seem like as bad as it did when he went down. They go to commercial break. You know, the trainers are out there. You're thinking his reaction to the injury. You're like, man, this looks like it was pretty serious it appears they dodged a bullet there. So, uh, you know, the offense actually looks like it's going to be in pretty good shape.
4: Yeah, and also to piggyback off of both of y'all's points about the defense real quick, John, you mentioned all those guys. I think one guy that also deserves mention is Demarcus Lawrence for the way that he played against the run. For sure. He was was phenomenal today against the run. And I think, you know, Kent, then to your point about just like the weak, how there doesn't seem to be a big glaring weakness on this defense. There's so much diversity in, in, in talent, meaning... You know, you have Donovan Wilson, who's kind of that hammer safety. You know, I kept telling John over and over. It's like Roy Williams deja vu, um, honestly, the way that he plays. And then you have Trayvon Diggs on the back end, who's more the athlete. You have Demarcus Lawrence, the run stopper. You have Micah Parsons, the pass rusher. There's so much going around. Then, then you have, you know, Leighton and, and all the other guys filling in as well. I thought Anthony Brown had a pretty decent game as well. Um, so, you know, but Demarcus Lawrence against the run, I, I thought was a really key component to this as well.
2: What did you think about how the Cowboys ran the ball uh, this game? Zeke, 15 carries, 53 yards. Uh, Pollard, 9 carries, 43 yards, and a touchdown. It seems like they really sp- tried to spread the ball around to those guys.
3: Yeah, when they got on the perimeter, I thought it, it worked out pretty well. But uh, between the tackle stuff, I mean, I don't know. where were you getting? Two and a half, three yards a carry? Mm-hmm. You can't just keep doing that and just running it into a wall. I mean, you, I mean, uh, so that, that part of it, I mean, there leaves... They got a ways to go there. That is gonna, That should be the strength of this offensive line is running the football. I feel like as long as Zeke and Tony Pollard both stay healthy, relatively speaking, obviously they're going to get bumps and bruises, things like that. But if they can stay relatively healthy, I think the the run game, the longer this offensive line is together, we'll start clicking a little more. I thought they were good enough for them to win. Uh, on the other side, I thought the run defense uh, was a, was better than it has been. Uh, that's going to be a key because you don't want other teams to out-physical you in the run game. You're not going to win many games that way. And and frankly, today, I thought the Cowboys were the more physical team.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Cincinnati only ran for uh, 69 yards. Pretty nice job by the defense. Um, let's see here. Uh, we talk about all three phases of the team. I know that people eye roll and like it takes all three phases. The Cowboys right. special teams was incredible this game. Brian Anger. Five punts, four inside the twenty, and you mentioned Kavante Turpin, and then of course the uh, game-winning field goal at the end. I mean, it, it really—they're at the point without Dak that they kind of have to play perfect in order to win games. You can't be yeah, and- making mistakes, penalties, bad special teams. You've got to play all three phases pretty, pretty dang good.
3: Right, and they were they were pretty close to being perfect. I will say though, the Devin Harper uh, jumping on on the on the punt. Uh, when he jumped off sides, I know they called yeah. it on DeMarcus Lawrence, but it was 50, Devin Harper. That was bad because obviously it gives Cincinnati new life on that on that possession. But outside of that, no, the, the group did pretty well. There was a couple times there where I thought Kavante Turpin had some pretty good returns and maybe could even, have, if he m- makes one more guy miss, it could have been even, you know a, a much bigger, I'm not saying take it to the house, but a much bigger return. So I think the longer those guys play together, the better it'll be for Kavante. Uh, you know, and, and like as you mentioned with Maher, I mean, yeah, I mean, for the, through these first two games, every time he's been called out there, he's answered the bell and considering where the Cowboys were at that position, going into training camp, uh, the first week, week and a half, two weeks of training camp, when we saw what they were doing at kicker, you, I, I know I said it, I, I felt like it was going to be one of those things where the Cowboys could go through multiple kickers throughout this season because they just can't find the answer. And Brett Maher certainly looks like he's playing with a lot of confidence, and, and that's a huge thing for the Cowboys. is a huge thing for any team uh, because your kicker is just you know just so important, and, and he seems to be in a good place right now.
4: Yeah, and also to on the special teams note, you know, I turned to John when this happened late in the game when anger. Pin that punt down, down in the inside the 10 yard line before Diggs got the stop to flip. Like, that's a big, that's a big play to flip the field. That's complimentary football. You know, like the punter gets you all the way down within the 10, you get one stop deep in that area. Now Cincinnati's punting so deep, Cooper Rush has a shorter field to go to get to Brett Maher into range, and Brett Maher has range, uh, longer distance. So I think, you know, all of that playing together, Kent, you're absolutely right. The special teams was really big in this one, too.
2: What did uh, Coach McCarthy say after the game? Uh, what what was his <laughs> thesis on this one, John?
3: Oh, I love that you asked that. So um, because Jerry Jones talks after these games at the same time, uh, I did not go to Mike. Like McCarthy. Two people uh, in there, yeah.
4: I, I, I mean, was it at just, the locker room. What did Jerry I mean, say? Just,
3: it's just one of those things where if you have to pick between the two, uh, you know, Jerry Jones is. You can probably get a little bit more in terms of injury updates uh you know a little bit more schematic things stuff like that and then also a wild quote whereas which which to be fair to mike mccarthy mike mccarthy when he's off the record is absolutely as good as jerry jones is but when he's standing up on a podium and on the cameras around him he's just like any other coach in the nfl they're only going to say so much because they they're not trying to provide any bulletin board material or throw any guys under the bus after a bad game so you know, and to be honest with you, with, even with Jerry, it, it was there was no crazy big headlines or anything like that. Nothing that really, at least when I was over there by him, you know, I mean, he joked around uh, comparing the Micah. If, you know, if Aaron Judge can make a run at Roger Marris 61, maybe Micah can make a run at 34 sacks, obviously joking yeah. around. But but I mean, heck, he's on pace right now for 34. I mean, who knows? Maybe he gets 20 sacks. With, and if he gets 20 sacks, I mean, that's that's pretty crazy that that probably will get him defensive player of the year. Um, but no, I mean, nothing, nothing too crazy. Just talking about Cooper rush and how much he believed in him and, and, and what good of a, what kind of a spot that they're in right now with Cooper playing that way and the defense playing the way that it was. And then there was always some, you know, there's some Jerry hyperbole in there about how this is what, this might be the best he's felt after a game in a long time. And you're just kind of like, is it really, you know, whatever. Right. Um, so, I mean, not a lot of positivity, nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, you know, when he got done with us, uh. Uh, Des Bryant walked up to him they talked for a while Des Bryant wearing a cowboy hat and a Deion Sanders jersey so that's always an interesting side I tweeted out a picture of that but uh you know nothing nothing huge no no major uh uh storylines I will say you know he I felt like he was he really wanted to make sure to give Mike McCarthy credit it felt like you know what Saad talked about going for that fourth down just you know having the team ready things like that uh Jerry was very complimentary of McCarthy and the coaching staff
4: yeah he was feeling himself a little bit at the beginning though you know all in good fun, but like he came out first thing he did was looked around and and asked everybody what their predictions were, what the score what their score predictions were, and everything and and then uh, once he got going, he was complimentary about McCarthy. He said even he was really nervous about when they started going for it on fourth and two early in the game. He said that that you know made him a little nervous too, so I think uh i you know I thought that was probably the most interesting thing that he said. it wasn't too much else. What
2: was the mojo mojo moment for you, John?
3: Don't play like you did last week and and nobody would have picked against you. But it's I mean,
2: it was like a completely different different offense. I mean, like they it was like incredible that they actually were productive and they their first drive, they just drove down the field and scored a touchdown. It's like wow, we did not see this at all. I I mean, you know, it takes time to work things into an NFL season, but I mean
3: it was like, holy crap, what is this? There's a lot of different factors, too, that go into it that need to be included in this in this mix. One, if you tell a team in the NFL that they're a seven-point dog at home, that provides extra motivation. Your, quarter, your quarterback's down, you're going with a backup. It's going to provide some extra motivation. Putting out the type of film that they put out last week, that's going to provide a lot of extra motivation. So there, you can't just look at it as like, and then here's the other thing. You're playing a different team. You know, I was talking to CeeDee Lamb after the game. true. Cincinnati is not playing the same coverage on him that Tampa Bay was, you know, Mm. they, they play a different style. They weren't expected to play the same style. So, you know, styles make fights and and this was a better fit for, for the Cowboys, obviously. Um, and I mean, now I still didn't expect them to win. Uh, I thought Joe Burrow would have a little bit more time and he did during the game tying, uh, uh, drive, you know, to bring them back to 17, 17, you know, he was barely touched on that possession on that 19 play drive. So, Uh, But no, I mean, the guy stepped up in in huge moments. Uh, To me, I just don't think that there's... I mean, you could say the Maher kick is the mojo moment because obviously it was the game winner. Um, But for me, it's hard to go against the Trayvon Diggs tackle. Um,
2: That was nice. For me, it was the Tony Pollard touchdown. Just that extension, going for it, taking the hit. I was like, that that gave me some juice. Uh, Hopefully the
3: bench, too. For sure. And the way Micah plays obviously provides a lot of juice and gets gets the oh, place yeah. rocking, you know, there's, I mean, there's a lot of Austin Powers, right? Thank you. Um, <laughs> but, but now for me, it's, it's that digs play for sure. I just, that was huge. Uh, but any player, whoever's making it, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, uh, Deron bland, Kelvin Joseph, Nishan, Wright, Whatever corner is out there having to make that play. It's just you and one other player and a lot of green, and they only got to get whatever, three yards, four yards. Uh, that was just a, that huge play, huge play because, If he doesn't make it, maybe Cincinnati goes on and kicks a game-winning field goal, or maybe we're in overtime right now.
4: Yeah, I think for me, it's either that fourth and two they went for it, or or, uh, you know, I think that was big. But honestly, I kind of side with Kent. I think for me, it was the Tony Pollard run as well, or the Tony Pollard catch, I guess, since it was a shuffle pass. But uh, whatever that Tony Pollard played, the deep one was uh, was the one. But also, you know, speaking on Micah real quick, like. You know, we talk about the two sacks. He's on pace for 34, all that good stuff. But, you know, the way that he that, – like, just look at the way that he played when Leighton got the sack, the way he just bull rushed inside the spin move, got Joe Burrow off his feet, and then, you know, set Leighton up to get that sack. Um, I asked him about that after the game, and he said he takes just as much pride in that because that's what his job was. His job was to get Joe Burrow out, and he knew where Leighton was going to be. And he was literally – dictating where Joe Burrow was going to go, knowing that Layton was going to get the sack. I think just the multifacets, the way that he was wrecking this game, whether it wasn't just the two sacks, it was so much more than that. And uh, the false starts, the setting other guys up, just all that stuff. He he really is a one-man wrecking crew.
2: I'll get you guys out of here on this. I know you've got to go write some great content for The Athletic. <laughs> Make sure you go to com slash about them Cowboys and sign up, get your discount, and be able to read all of the NFL coverage Across the athletic, um, this defense and Michael Parsons in general, I saw it last week with Tom Brady when I saw it in the eyes of Joe Burrow today, like it seems like offenses are like legitimately fearing this defense, like dreading going back out there and just like wondering why their guys can't do anything about these guys. Like it, it seriously has become a problem. Like this defense is incredible. <laughs> I got to say, like, I, I don't know who can stop them.
3: Well, it's getting to that point. I mean, there's still room for improvement, of course. But to me, it's obviously Micah and, and a game-changing player like him. Uh, you know, Trayvon has has that ability, too. You know, he almost had a huge interception today. I think those are coming. I don't think he'll get 11 again, but he certainly will, will start getting his hands on, on balls again, and he can make game-changing plays. They have players over there. J. Ron Kirsten when he gets back. But for me, the thing that stands out about the defense is that they got some of the best depth that they've had in a long time, where you can just rotate in other guys and other guys step up. You know, Saad mentioned earlier, Donovan Wilson made some huge plays. Uh, you know, and, and and they've been fortunate. Their 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 top three corners have stayed healthy, but even behind them, they have some depth there. You know, uh, at safety, there's obviously depth uh, with Israel Mukwamu, uh, Marquise Bell. Uh, there's just a lot there that in years past they've had some solid standout players. Now they have waves of, of players that, you know, there's going to be injuries that happen. Uh, there's going to be times where guys don't play as well in certain games. you got to bring somebody else in. And they have, they have the horses now that they, could, that they have a deep rotation. And, and, and I, just, I like the guy that they have calling the defense in, in Dan Quinn. So uh, I just think they're scratching the surface. I think that they got a lot of better ball to even play uh, above going forward. It's
4: just a very even mix. It's Micah. Micah is kind of the centerpiece of that, but Lawrence is still very good. Leighton is playing very good, playing up to his pedigree. All that stuff. Um, I, and and like I said, it's just everyone brings something else. It's not like it's it's not like it's a whole pass rush uh, defense or a whole run stopping defense. They can they can mix it up on you. Um, you know, Micah. I, I think the one thing that we will kind of track a little bit probably is Micah was used a little sparingly there at the end of the game. Um, you know, he, he spent more time on the sideline than, than we've seen him. And, uh, after the game, he was asked about it and he said he is playing through some pain. So there is something there, but, um, but yeah, I think it's just the diversity. And like John said, I think the biggest difference is yes, you can have the star power and this, and the Cowboys have had this before with DeMarcus Ware, and you saw what that does for a guy like Anthony Spencer or, you know, guys like that, but you need depth as well. And I think they finally have that depth.
3: And you get J. Ron curse back. Uh, Jabril Cox, another guy that, uh, was inactive active for this game. And then, uh, Damone Clark, the, you know, their draft pick out of LSU, uh, who is a guy that we looked at when they drafted him as this is going to just be a red shirt year and he's not going to play the Cowboys are holding out hope. They think that there's a chance that he'll be able to contribute later in the season. So, uh, there's some other guys coming as well as, as Jerry liked to say, there's, there's more help on the way. Uh, he's a little bit more optimistic about that stuff. I try and deal with a little bit more realistic approach, but there there are right now. So, uh, yeah, they're in a good spot. And, hey, let's be honest, uh, when the season started, when the schedule came out, forget when the season started, when the schedule came out, to say that they'd be one-and-one and and split between the Bucks and the Bengals, uh, I think most people would have taken that.
2: Seems to be a lot of optimism about Dak's injury today. I heard Steven saying, oh, maybe uh, you're week five or so. You know, like it seems like they're – moving it up, but it sounds like they can kind of take their time with this one. You know, if the Cowboys can play physical, fundamentally sound and free of mistakes, I think that they'll be fine, which we saw that today. They, they were extremely physical with the running game. They didn't throw the ball that much. Only a couple of receivers even had receptions in the game. Noah Brown was the leading guy. Uh, They didn't have a ton of terrible penalties that gave, uh, you know, Joe Burrow and the guys uh, extra possessions. And also, they uh, were fundamentally sound. Cooper Rush just well, went in there and focused on his his progressions, and it was great.
3: The biggest thing with Dak is that if they're able to win some games here uh, before he's able to come back, maybe it buys him an extra week. You know, maybe they don't feel as much like they have to rush him back because they're in a good spot. Hey, let's give him another week so that it's just another full week to heal, another full week for him to get work on his grip and get back to you know throwing the way that he was before the injury. You know, that's obviously a great thing for the Cowboys. You don't want to have to rush him back because you're in just a, you know, dire situation where it was like, well, you got to get out there now, because if you don't, well, our season's over. So if you're able to win some games here between now and then and not have to rush him back. I think that's the best thing for the Cowboys. But, you know, Dak did tell Tracy Wolfson that, you know, that he thinks he can come back within four weeks, if not sooner. Uh, so it's not just Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones saying it. He obviously believes it as well. So we'll see. There's still ways to go. You know, I saw him. He was he was holding the football in his throwing hand uh, during game. obviously not throwing with it. He's, you know, got it. he still has swelling in the hand. But, but uh, that's going to be the key is how he can grip a football and, and, and how, how long it takes between now and then. And then he's going to be able to have to get reps in and practice and things like that uh, to where he feels confident with it. But wins like wins like today, uh, I, I think I think make the Cowboys a little bit more comfortable that even if they have to give him an extra week or so uh, that they might be able to, you know, keep the ship afloat.
2: We'll see what Jerry and Watermelon Mike have to say in the next few days. We'll be back later this week to break down more. We've got questions about Kellen. We've got questions about Tyler Smith in the chat here. If you're watching on YouTube, thanks for watching live with us. We'll be back later this week with KT to preview the next game and catch you up on all the latest from your Dallas Cowboys. So for uh, Father John and Saad Youssef out at Jerry World, I'm Kent, producing for KT. We'll see you next time About the Cowboys. Goodbye.
4: What can you say about the sense of urgency with the fourth and two that, that pays off with the touchdown early?
1: Well, I think uh, uh, my, uh, I had a lump in my throat. I know that. And, uh, so, uh, uh, and he was going to be accountable if we didn't make it. I'm teasing. Uh, but uh, I think that did inspire. I really do. I think that uh, uh, decision right there inspired us to get on in the end zone. Uh, we uh, uh, were able to put those plays together and get scores out of them, which was the uh, a big uh, Difference from the week before
0: we just heard an, an enormous cheer coming out of that group What's the feeling in that locker room right now? And how important is this win in the, in the big picture?
1: Well, I think that certainly everybody's uh, feels great for Mike uh, Mike stayed strong stayed steady uh, Never wavered in terms of uh, second-guessing uh, but uh, and it uh, uh, Certainly inspired the players, uh, and uh, so uh, uh, he was a great leader during this tough week. Uh, we all know uh, that that was rough sledding on not only the players but uh, the coach and the coaching staff. And so uh, it again it goes back about this game, and that uh, you uh, uh, you can have the uh, really uh, it go against you, and then uh, but stay uh, stay true to your work, and uh, here we are seven days later and having one of the greatest feelings that uh, I can remember in a long time to come in here and beat a good Cincinnati team.
0: Your defense had six sacks today. What did you think about your defense and how they performed today? Well,
1: well, I thought that it gave you confidence all day long and allowed us to uh, uh, really be pretty deliberate, uh, mix the run game with the passing game, made enough plays in the passing game to keep the run game out there and keep it balanced. Uh, uh, The week before, we just... uh, uh, didn't make third and uh, uh, third down and short yardage, relatively speaking, a lot of situation, and you just didn't have a chance to move the change. It worked for us uh, this week against a real good team as well. So uh, uh, again, uh, big effort. Uh, everybody, uh, 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 you really do know. You always know uh, uh, how you address adversity is uh, from within and this team addressed it from within. Everybody just got a little better and played better. You mentioned the pressure on Mike heading into this week, heading after last
2: week. You know the hot seat talk heading into this season. What can you say about your confidence in him after this
4: game?
1: Well, I think uh, 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 knowing that our back was uh, against the ropes, uh, anybody uh, uh, knows how uh, disappointing our first loss was last week. We could point to the reasons why, but that's not enough. But to Come out here against our with our same home crowd and uh, beat a really fine uh, young quarterback and, and beat the team that was played in the Super Bowl here just a few months ago uh, was a big tonic for uh, the disappointment we had last week. And uh, uh, we all know how tough these games are, and we've got a tough one coming up. But the main thing is uh, kudos to uh, Cooper Rush. Uh, uh, that shows me so much about him and the principle of... He's just kept in, he's just hammered, he's he's kept a workman-like basis, he's done that, he's gotten better, he knows this offense as well as anybody breathing, and he stepped out there and did some great execution today. But make no mistake about it, he had a lot of help with our blocking and with our uh, basically supporting cast. Can't say enough, really would like to make my comment about uh, how inspirational and how the great plays that C.D. Lamb made today. And he was playing inspired, not that he hasn't, not that he doesn't, but uh, C.D. Lamp uh, was a difference out there today and uh, gave us all a look of uh, of what he's capable of doing. I'm, I'm proud for him. Jerry, Jerry this, this is this also like what you like were this... expecting with Noah Brown to uh, at some point show this what he did today? Well, I like those, quote, no-name receivers to step up and be the difference, and Noah Brown is, uh, of course, he's not a no-name at Oklahoma and uh, because he uh, d- did... Uh, show Oklahoma how to catch a ball a lot of times. As a matter of fact, it was the principal, principal reason I drafted him. Noel Brown was the game he had against Oklahoma. So uh, 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 that reminded me of uh, what we see in him. Give him a chance. Houston uh, got out there and, and uh, got some more snaps under his belt. So uh, uh, these young guys coming and uh, uh, hello Gallup. We'll be having him. He's on the way. Look, Jerry, look, look, look like to What can a win look.
0: like this do in terms of decision-making going forward as it relates to Dak. How can that impact, now that you've got a win under your belt without him, does that give you some, some leeway, Some does that change the, the math a little bit in terms of whether or not you try and rush him back?
1: No, uh, we weren't going to rush Dak back. Uh, the nature of Dak's repair uh, allows him to play when he can grip the ball. And that's not rushing him back. If he can't grip the ball, he'd be the first to tell you he doesn't uh, – want to play. But if he can grip that ball, so this game has no bearing on that at all, all it does is confirm that uh, uh, we've got a couple of good quarterbacks backing him up.
0: Jerry, did like you mind go to the San Francisco game at all when the clock was running down? What? Did you mind go to the San Francisco game when the clock was running down at in, the end?
1: In what respect? The final seconds
0: coming off the clock, <laughs> you only you didn't get the spike till three seconds. I don't know if that would have got in your mind after... Yeah, I blocked that out
1: game. so far back. I take those mm-hmm. negatives and I don't ever think about them again. Like Cooper <laughs> what Russia? year was that? <laughs> well, I'm, like, teasing. I'm teasing. About seven months I'm ago. teasing you. No, it did not. <laughs> My mind was on this game, I'll tell you. Uh, we had so much that we could benefit from this win. Especially for our fans, for our expectations, uh, where we are at this juncture in the season. Uh, I don't know that I want to even try to compare... Uh, the situation in a playoff game with that game right there. That was for a lot of marbles out there this afternoon. Looked like Cooper Rush and Noah Brown had some really good chemistry out on the field. Can you talk for a moment about their development, what they worked on during the week? Looked like Cooper uh, Cooper was targeting Noah quite a bit. They've been playing together a long time, and they've thrown a lot of balls. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so it's not a surprise uh, that they had a good day out there. Uh, But we've got a lot of confidence in Cooper Rush. And... uh, uh, we've got a lot of confidence frankly in our backup quarterback situation and I must tell you though that a performance like this with cooper rush gives me a little more confidence that we uh, 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 were making uh, uh, at least we somewhere in the universe in terms of how we were doing our quarterback and backing it up this is a uh, he can win games and win some uh, win some get, get some good teams even said say there's a possibility that can come back and- maybe even two to three months and get what are you guys looking at guys well looking at? I've gone out on the limb for the man upstairs enough okay and you know I'm trying to be trite but he really is the only one when he has strength uh, which I have no idea when that'll be but it will be not an issue of uh, being concerned about uh, uh, re-injuring the thumb it will be an issue of his ability to grip the ball And uh, you know Dak, and uh, uh, he's uh, beat every timeline I've ever seen him uh, look at. So uh, uh, he's got a good chance to do it. But uh, uh, there's no question that uh, uh, we didn't put him on our, I want to be real clear about that. We did not put him on so that he could be working during these weeks. He could be out there if throwing, throwing, but certainly involved in everything else. We couldn't have done that had we not put him put him there and i think uh, uh that i certainly would look to uh hope that he just might be available but i don't mind telling you this performance out here today by rush uh sure takes a lot of the angst out of him. can mikey get 34 sacks what can mikey get 34 sacks of the season well if maris got 61 home runs <laughs> 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 that's old stuff right there <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, I, I don't know about that, but uh, I, I'm not sure where we got 34. He's on pace He's on pace for, he's 30. on pace for yeah. 34, two okay, first, two okay. Each, two each in the first well, he's, uh, uh, that was a phenomenal game that he had out there today, and there's no question uh, he he adjusted the game uh, by being in that game. But I thought Lawrence had a heck of an impact on that game out there. And our uh, 54, uh, 56, 56, 56, 56, Williams, I thought Williams uh, – showed up, so uh, I'm real pleased But I'm really pleased with the pressure and the problems we're giving offensive lines with our pass rush, and I wanted to see that because uh, y'all reminded me we let a pretty good one out of here, so I just want you to know we got some guys out there that can put some pressure on.
4: What was it like watching Micah against Lyle Collins
1: and you know, forcing a couple of false starts and beating him a few times? Well, I went down and uh, touched hands with uh, Lyle before the game, and uh, uh, I was glad to see him, and I think a lot of him individually, and uh, uh, so uh, 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 miss him on the team because he's such a uh, he had such a, a fighting uh, spirit. He's uh, really got a football mentality. Uh, but I watched, you can imagine, I watched the game pretty good out there today. And uh, certainly uh, uh, Michael was over in the lot. And he was over fifty-four a little bit, and so it wasn't hard to find him out there.
3: You expect Michael Gallup to be back for this next game against the Giants?
1: I don't want to go there. Uh, I really don't. And that could get competitive. So I don't I, I won't be commenting on that at all. Possibility? I don't know. I'm just not I'm just gonna leave it at that. You, we're at a juncture where that's starting to get I'll talk about that, but uh, now we're talking competitive for the other team and planning for it and that type of thing. So let's see how we go.